Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening. This is Urban Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. You can find information about our book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. More information about Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. I'm going to get right into it tonight. And we're going to start talking about the Word of God. And I want to read the Word of God to you tonight. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. The mind of the man plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. This scripture is very important to me because it talks about control. So the title and the subject of tonight's show is giving up control and finding healing from addiction through Christ. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your goodness. Father, may we surrender control to you and let you order our steps and make our way perfect. In Jesus name. Amen. In addiction, one of the symptoms of it is control. Learning and giving up control. Who's in control of your life? And I remember my counselor saying to me, painfully pointing out that, Irvin, you have been the God of your life. You not only want to control your life, but you want to control those around you and you want to control your circumstances. That makes you God of your life. Now, I'm going to be very honest and transparent with you. I did not like hearing that. But I took a step back. And I said, is what she's saying true? And what I realized was it was very correct. I had been the God of my own life. I had been in control. And no matter how many times the Lord showed up, and when I mean showed up, allowed circumstances in my life to show me that, hey, you're not doing a very good job of controlling your own life. How about you surrender to me and let me, the all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful Lord God, lead God and counsel you through this thing called life? Well, I struggle with that. And as I look back over my life, part of the reason I ended up being in addiction for as long as I was, and what spiraled me into addiction was trying to make other people like me, make other people love me, trying to have my way in every situation, trying to get everything I believe that I wanted out of life. And I had this spirit of what I will call perfectionism. I wanted to do everything right. I wanted to go to the right school. I wanted to live the right way. 
And when I didn't do things the right way that I felt, which is really like a spirit of legalism, then I would fall into self-doubt, self-pity, and ultimately that would lead me to depression. And I, I look back over it now and I would realize a lot of times when I was drinking, it felt good at first. I was like the life of the party. But then as the night would progress, I, I found myself in self-pity. And then I would find myself in discouragement, looking at myself, looking at my life. And all of a sudden, I would be depressed. And I would say, how did I go from being the life of the party to I don't really want to be here? I don't really want to be here. And I also realized that I would get angry and get upset when people didn't behave or conform to the way I wanted them to conform to the way I thought you should behave, how you should act, how you should live. Again, that is all about control. And that's why I love Proverbs 16, 9, because it talks about how we make our plans. I always make all these plans, all these, I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. Now listen to my words. It's all about me. Selfish, self-centered. I spent all my time thinking about me. What could I do? Where could I go? What could I get? You can become a very sick and addicted person to bad behaviors when you are solely focused on you and what you can get out of life. And it, it's, it's interesting when I, when I look back over my life, I was always what I would call a kind and giving person. But sometimes I, I, I thought and I, I said to myself, but was I kind and giving with the right motives? Motives are important to God. And the Bible says God looks at the inner man. We look at people from the outside. And when I think back about my giving, and I often wonder, I said, Lord, did I give with the right motive? Or was my motives wrong seeking to control others or trying to alleviate a situation? I, I always had this attitude I didn't want anybody disturbing me. And by disturbing, I mean bothering me, asking me, disturbing what I thought was my peace, right? My peace. But over time, through the selfishness, through trying to control my own life and not submitting my will to the care of a loving God, I became more and more selfish, more self-centered, more self-serving to the point I found myself an alcoholic, incapable of managing my own life. Listen to what I'm saying. Incapable of managing my own life. Field, a life filled with really, really bad habits. Uh, a desire only to please myself, thinking only of myself. And I made, at a point, I was no longer God, and alcoholism became my God. It 
it started out as a way to make me feel good about controlling my life. And then all of a sudden, the consequences, the devil only shows us the good stuff and our bad habits and our bad behaviors. Oh, you're going to have fun. Oh, it's going to make you feel good. Well, what I've realized, we have this fleshly suit that we live in. And our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, those that love the Lord. And my body was always crying out for these sinful desires. And instead of fighting them, I just gave into them. And pretty soon you keep giving into these fleshly desires, what your senses, what you see, what you, what you feel, you are all of a sudden you start living your body, living your life by what your body's craving. And my body craved alcohol. And all of a sudden I woke up one morning and it was like, I can't function without alcohol. And so I'm no longer the God of my life. You know, you, you think about Psalm 46, God is our refuge and our very present help. Well, alcohol became my refuge and my very present help. So anytime I woke up, I felt bad. My feelings again, living the fleshly life were to walk in the spirit. I drink. It changed the way I feel. And all of a sudden it started to control every part of my life to where I could not function without it. And this is a secret I'm going to give to you guys. And I want you to really listen to what I'm about to say. The enemy used condemnation to keep me captive. Condemnation. So I'm going to tell you what he would say to me. And for my addicts out there who are active in their addiction, listen to this because I know he's saying this to you. He would come to me and he would say, Irvin, God's never going to forgive you because you've committed so many sins, so many awful things that you've done. And all those things that he used to come to me and say was going to be fun and rewarding, then he would turn around and use them against me. Oh, remember when you got drunk and you did this and you did that? And then all he was doing, he's firing these flaming darts at me and these arrows and he's pushing me deeper and deeper in the condemnation. And although I grew up around the word, I always went to church and I knew that God forgives. He inundated me and came in like a flood to where I felt condemned. Like I was embarrassed. Like God's never going to forgive me. I started to believe the lies of the enemy. What he did was he kept questioning God kept questioning God and saying, God's not going to forgive you. And I started to believe those lies. And what he was doing was pushing me deeper into my alcoholism. And he kept saying, well, if you give up alcohol, first of all, you're not, you're incapable of stopping drinking. How are you going to control it? Well, the way to control it is to give up control and to give my life to Christ. But I could not see it. I was blinded. I was so blind and so hurt 
and in so much despair. And again, to be totally transparent with you, I knew that recovery in Christ would mean giving up control. And I came to this realization about two years before I ended up in rehab. And I remember distinctly thinking, if you are going to quit drinking, then you can no longer control your life. Then you can no longer control your life. And again, practice honesty. I said to myself, I'm having too much fun. Now think about this. This is the mind of an addict. I'm giving you a glimpse into how we think. And my addicts who are listening understand, even the ones that are recovered, they understand what I'm about to say. So I'm saying I'm in the midst of literally losing everything, my job, my wife, my whole life. And I realized, like, I need to give up control of my life so I can stop drinking. And I said to myself, no, 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 can't do it. I think this is going to work out. I'm just going to drink less. And I'm gonna, I, I just had a lot of I'm gonna's and I can sit here to t- today and tell you that none of them ever happened. But I said to myself, it's just too much fun drinking. What's life going to be like without that bottle? If that's not idolatry, I do not know what it is as much pain as I was in. And then I started to see fast forward. I'm about a year away from rehab. That's when the hangovers are just, they are so unbearable. They are so unbearable. I mean, I'm sluggish. I hurt. I shake. I sweat. All of these manifestations. And I say to myself again, man, you really need to get help. Man, you got to get back to the Lord. Because I had enough in me being raised and having been baptized. The Lord never left me. He never forsake me. And the Holy Spirit was talking to me the whole time. You, you need to get back to the Lord. You need to get back to the Lord. And I would, I would agree. And then those cravings would come. And I would say, man, this sucks. This hurts. I'm shaking. I'm sweating. Well, I know how to make it. Stop. I need to go to my refuge. Well, alcohol. So I'd go have more drinks. I just didn't want to give up control. I wanted to maintain control of my life. I, As bad as it was, I kept thinking, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. And it is getting progressively worse. And finally, I reached that breaking point. And even when I got to rehab, I didn't want to give up control. I say it to you this way, those of you who are familiar with wild horses. God's got to, he had to break me. Um, One of the things that it's good when I use it for God, but when I use it to serve the enemy, it's horrible. I was very strong willed. So the only way God was going to break me was allow me to drive myself to almost utter ruin. And he allowed that. And it wasn't until I got to rehab that I realized 
that I had none of the earthly things to depend on. No wife, no family, no money, no cars, no houses, all those things that I had made idols out of. The Lord literally, by the time I got to rehab, had stripped them away to the point where I said, I'll never forget, I'm, I'm shaving. And I don't tell very many people this, but I'm going to tell you guys, I'm shaving. And I had not looked myself in the eyes in a mirror in maybe seven, eight years. And I had a moment where I looked myself in the eyes and I said, this is a person who needs to give up control of his life and seek God for help. Because when I looked in my eyes, and they always say the eyes are the window to the soul, I saw a person who was dead. Saw a person who was was spiritually dead, who didn't know how to live, who was like a child, who needed his father to welcome him back home and to show him how to live again. And I remember looking in that mirror and I was crying, saying, Lord, what have I done to my life? And what have I done to myself? And I started to think back and I said, man, all that stuff that you thought was fun and that you were having a good time and that the Lord doesn't know what you need. Cause that's what control is really about. You're saying, Lord, I know better than you. You don't really, really know what I need, Lord. So I'm going to have to meet my own needs. So I'm going to do it my way. Well, the guy behind this mic tried it that way. And I end up in rehab with literally just the clothes my wife brought me in with no money, but I had God. And I think the prayers that I prayed while I was in rehab were the most honest. And I'm going to use the word brutal because they were brutally honest. It wasn't the churchy stuff and Lord God, please. It was me worshiping God in spirit and truth. God is a spirit and we must worship him in spirit and truth. And sometimes I truly believe he allows the trials, the tribulations that we experience in our life to force us to worship him in spirit and truth. My prayers weren't long, but they were forthright. They were honest in what I, I want to just truly convey is there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God has already forgiven all of your sins, past, present, and future, because the enemy would always use that 
against me about, well, you got all these sins. How's God going to ever forgive you for that? He's a liar. He's been a liar from the beginning. So he will inundate you with these things that are not true. So you have to know the word of God so you can fight him. That's the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Fight him with the word of God. And I had enough of the word in me to be able to to fight him off. So the first step to realizing that you can recover is to realize there's recovery available through the power of Christ Jesus by the leadership, counsel, guidance of the Holy Spirit and the Almighty God. But you have to give up control. Take the step to give up control and say, Lord, you take control. Not my will, but thy will be done. You lead God, counsel my life. And he starts to do amazing things for you when you give him control and you wake up and you obey today. You allow him to heal you today. It's a daily healing. It's a daily recovery. So to all of my alcoholics, drug addicts, I want you to know I love you. God loves you. God's not angry with you. God has you listening tonight because this is your invitation because Jesus died on the cross. All your sin, your shame, all the things the devil does to try and condemn you. When you accept Jesus Christ, it's null and void. It's paid for by the blood. So please, Give up control and let the Lord Jesus not only be your Savior, but the Lord and Savior of your life. We will be back on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. I want to tell you where you can find the book. The book is at FromBeerToTheBible.com. More information around Hampton Ministries is at HamptonMinistries.org. 
And again, if you have a testimony or a story about how the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has brought you through alcoholism, drug addiction, or anything that you are addicted to and the Lord has set you free, please go to our website from beertothebible.com so we can hear about it. This is Irvin Lee, host of From Beer to the Bible. You can get the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com and you can find information on Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. And I want to leave you with this. The love, I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.